Welcome to the California Wireless Association podcast. We are proud to say that Kawa has been advancing the wireless industry, helping businesses grow, fostering connections between people, and impacting lives through the charities we support for over 10 years. We'll be coming to you bi-weekly with new topics, education, and lively discussions. Let's dive right into today's topic. Please welcome your host, John Coombs. Hello, this is John Coombs. Welcome to the California Wireless Association podcast. I'm a Kawa board member and a senior vice president at Butler America Telecom. I'm on location today, first time ever. I'm up in the Pacific Northwest right now. I'm in the Seattle market uh, in the city of Woodenville, and I'm in the office of Julie Campos, the owner of Lynx. Hi, Julie. Hello. How are you, John? I'm great. Thanks. And so it's funny, I, I didn't know about Lynx Consulting until about four years ago after CORE was acquired by Butler America Telecom. And I was working with our with my new colleague, Ron Ripley, at Pioneer Communications, which Butler had purchased a pre, the previous year. And I said, okay, what's the, what's the landscape like in the P&W for site acquisition? He says, oh, Julie Campos, Lynx Consulting, you've got you're going to have a, a, a tough road in getting work when, 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 with a client that Julie has. So, Julie, about two years ago, we ran into each other at a conference. It was just kind of happenstance. And I said, I know you. I know you by reputation. And you seemed a little surprised. And then we, we just struck up a conversation. We didn't talk about wireless necessarily. We talked about life and whatnot. But... It's been, it's been, it's been, a, we've had a great dialogue over the last couple of years. So I want to ask you, um, let's talk about links. What, um, how did you get into wireless? Um, I got into wireless from a, a friend that I grew up with in a small town in Lexington, Virginia. And he was selling phones at Circuit City, uh, which is now out of business. And uh, Bill Hilligus from General Dynamics was driving through. There's a major freeway that goes through uh, Roanoke and, and Lexington, Virginia. And he stopped in to grab a phone and met my friend who was selling phones at the time and offered him a job on the spot. And my friend had to move out to the West Coast because uh, we were building up I-40 at the time and knew that I had moved out west and found me in the white pages because at that time <laughs> I didn't even have a cell phone and called me and said, I'm building cell phone towers. And I said, building what? And he said, I need an assistant. Do you want to do it? And I jumped at the opportunity to be able to spend time with someone that I you know, grew up with and uh, wanted to, to be around. And so I said, okay, let's go. And so we started out in Flagstaff and it was with General Dynamics. And the first uh, cell phone that I ever had was one that I got when I became employed with GD. And the rest is history. Right on. We all have a, a, a different path. We've, I've talked about it on the podcast many times that everyone's got a unique path and how they got into this industry. And oftentimes it's like that. A friend was somehow they got in the industry and then they said, you'd be good at this or 
uh, I want you on my team or whatever. And that's what happened to me as well. So, I mean, uh, nobody goes to school for this. I see your uh, college diploma on the wall. I guess it doesn't say wireless telecommunications uh, project manager as your degree, right? It definitely doesn't. I mean, when I was in college, I think that we had bag phones was as much as like the best you could get. And at that point, it was so expensive that nobody could afford one. So uh, the concept of a wireless device that you could go everywhere with was far fetched for me, at least at the time. Excellent. So let's talk about let's talk about links. I mean, as I said, um, your your reputation preceded you knowing you for me um, as I started to, you know, kind of poke around the market and your name just kept coming up. Not only did your name keep coming up, when I would run into your employees at mixers and stuff, they they actually had such pride that they worked for Lynx and you in a way that um, you don't see very often in the industries. Before we get to your culture, let's talk about sort of your leap from um, non-business owner to business owner or uh, employee to going out and striking it on your own. Um, in a, in a, I'm sure it's a, an involved story, but can you boil it down? Like, like how did you make that transition and, and what, what were the circumstances that presented itself there? You said, I'm doing this. Uh, so when I was at uh, Realcom Associates, I was working for Rod Hansen at the time, and we, uh, LTE had started to launch, and there was a need for fiber. And we were awarded a project, and I say we in the sense that it was real calm, but I had a partner that um, I had become really close with at real calm. His name was Frank Matranga, and we were an odd match. He was 30 years uh older than I than I was at the time and he was construction and I was real estate and he and I uh, had such a great working relationship that we had taken over a conference room at Realcom. Uh, we enjoyed spending time with each other which was most important but he was a really hard worker and I was a hard worker and we enjoyed uh, the energy that we got from each other and the knowledge that we got from each other and we between the real estate and the construction piece was awarded a fiber contract and he and i spent a lot of time uh, in hawaii together um building the fiber network for uh, verizon at the time for lte and when we finished the project we ended it uh, poolside in a uh, hotel in oahu and waikiki and he and I were uh, just chatting with each other about it and wanting to make sure that no matter what we did, um, that we did it together. And I looked at him and said, you know, we could partner together and, uh, and do some things on our own. And then the next day I had regretted saying that because um, I actually had a higher position in the company and was doing very well at the time and um, didn't want to do it. And he was really excited about it and really drove it. I mean, if it wasn't for him, I would have not had the gumption to do that on my own. And really, at the end, uh, when it's all said and done, uh, he's the one that put my feet to the fire and said, well, this was your idea. 
um, and you need to either make a decision if you're going to do it or not. But either way, um, I'm going to um, go somewhere else. And because I had given him my word and didn't want to back down on that, um, I walked away from a position at uh, Realcom to then go and do something with Frank uh, on our own. And so we started right after Labor Day. That's our anniversary. And at the time, I knew that he only had five years left before he was going to retire. And we never thought we were going to have employees. We really just wanted to work together and see what we could do from an independent consultant side of the business. And uh, the first day that we met, it was, you know, at his uh, kitchen table and we sat down and we started to make a list of all the people that we knew and started cold calling people and telling them that, we had uh, started our own thing and if there was anything that we could do to help them from a construction or real estate standpoint we would be grateful for the work and uh, we started to get some leads here or there and pick up a little bit of work um, i remember my first uh, paycheck i got was two hundred dollars for a file audit and um, it was the best two hundred dollars i've ever received in my entire life that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So that and that and is it is, uh, is it okay to ask who that first client was? I uh, said so that first client was uh, Vinculums and oh, okay. uh, Vinculums, I believe, sold to Qualtech. Okay. Fair enough. So your first client was you were subbing basically. I was subbing. Yes. Uh, okay. And it was from a, a friend of mine at the time had uh, Joel Arrow had started to grow vinculums from a Southern California business to a Pacific Northwest business. And uh, Joel and I were friends and Joel gave us some work. Right on. A lot of it has to do with personal relationships in this industry and reputation, obviously, of you know being able to get it done. So that's awesome. So that what, what year was that? 2010. 2010, excellent. So that, that was definitely 4G. That was, yes, that was definitely 4G. It had started, yeah, around 2007, 2008. And also during that time uh, is when the 2009 recession hit. And Frank and I always said, if we're able to make it now, um, we will be able to make it forever. Because there was a lot of consulting firms that were um, going out of business and closing their doors. And uh, he and I were in the middle of this uh, recession, starting our own business. And uh, it gave us, uh, there was a lot of doubt, at least on my side at first. I mean, especially when I would go to, you know, meetings at the client's office and we didn't have an 11 by 17 printer. So we would have to print off an eight and a half by 11 and tape them together. <laughs> that was always a great move when you walk in and, and open them up that way, your trackers. Um, but because it was really just at the time spending time with each other and we enjoyed it and we were having a lot of fun. Um, and to speak of uh, Ron Ripley, uh, Ron was one of the first clients that we worked with because they were doing a lot of fiber for AT&T mm -hmm. and um, we were introduced to them to help them secure the entitlements that they needed so they could move forward with the build 
and that was my first exposure with Pioneer Group, and uh, they were a local, actually, to Woodenville, of mm -hmm. all places, mm -hmm. um, and I didn't live in Woodenville at the time. I lived downtown Seattle, and Frank lived in Woodenville, and working with Pioneer Group uh, was such a great experience, and in uh, Pioneer Group is what eventually led me to meeting you. That's true, that's true. So let me ask you this. So what was your first uh, big side award from a, a carrier where you went, oh my God, we just got X number of sites? For me, it was a slow buildup. Uh, we, because we were so small and there were only two of us and Frank had construction and I had real estate. So for the first year and a half that we were in business, uh, Frank had to do real estate in order for us to survive. So that was a lot of fun, teaching him how to do basic things like fill out colo apps for, you know, inbound colos on, uh, you know, non-carrier owned towers and uh, him completing, you know, permitting submittals. And it was, uh, it was interesting because his skill set was construction, but yet we couldn't get that. So I would say that our first real break was when we expanded outside of real estate and got a construction contract, which was uh, through a gentleman named uh, Kirk Jones, who is now retired um, and out of the industry. And we went over to Verizon and Verizon was uh, getting really busy with LTE and at the time it was just perfect timing kirk needed a lot of help and frank came with 30 years of experience of construction and so we started to build uh all of the sites for verizon that were lte entitlement complete mm. and that was the the big break for us because we expanded outside of at the time what was considered our wheelhouse right on so this is my first time in your office. I've been up in Woodenville a number of times and met with you and seen you at mixers and golf tournaments and whatnot. But you know, we, we roll up to this office park, commercial office park, I'm like, okay, typical uh, kind of environment for a firm uh, in wireless. And then I walk in the door and I go, whoa, this place has a, a personality. It has a vibe. And I start meeting your um, employees this afternoon who um, just are beaming like they, they, they love working here. And you don't see it a lot in wireless, unfortunately. Um, I think some, some people have not had that experience um, and, they, and, and they just don't feel like I felt from your employees. How, how did you, how do you, how do you create a culture? What, did, what have you done to kind of create this environment where you have long-term employees, people who love working here? It's not by accident. Is there, is there a formula? I mean, what's your philosophy on creating a culture like this? I, uh, I don't think that there is an exact formula to it, but I will say that it is a culture in the sense that 
Um, I created an environment, first of all, and most importantly, that I want to be a part of and that I want to come every single day to work and support. And so it's an environment that I have fun in. Um, and then the folks that I work with are uh, family to me, honestly. I mean, I've known them uh, for a long time. Either uh, they weren't a part of the wireless industry and I met them through a friend of a friend and got them into the wireless industry. And I treat them uh, like human beings. I mean, they're not a number to me. They're not a cash cow. They're not someone who makes money for me. I mean, although it's important, but, you know, everyone here understands that the bottom line affects us all. And so everyone works hard and puts that initiative um, is is the most important. And and also uh, the people that I that work with me i i don't even say that they work for me they work with me uh they're perfectionists and they uh have integrity in their work and they would give that same uh work initiative to anybody that they worked for um and they uh give it to you know links consulting mm -hmm. because we take care of each other and understand that uh you know, with the, as I have grown, they have grown as well. So I had some folks that in the beginning had to take a pay cut to come be with me. And now uh, the goals that I have set as personal goals uh, to, you know, have insurance uh, across the board for my employees and then later to expand that to a spouse and then later expand that to you know, their children. And um, as I am as successful, they are successful as well. And they know that. And so they feel like this is their family as much as it is. This is their home as much as it is my home because we've built it together and I couldn't have done it without them. Right. Well, I, I don't want to make this sound oversimplistic, but it sounds like you treat people like you would want to be treated I mean, it's kind of a simple formula. That's the formula, maybe. That, I mean, that is the formula <laughs> in life. I feel like in general, regardless if it is somebody that you meet on the street and have a conversation with them for five minutes, or if it's someone that you've known for 15 years or 20 years, uh, you treat people the way that you want to be treated. And uh, transparency is very important to me. I want them to know what is going on. You know, if we're doing well, I want them to know if we're doing well. If we're going through, um, I like to call it a hump because I feel like on the other side of that hump is growth, but there's definitely a downside to that hump. I want them to know that we're in that together and I don't want them to feel like that I'm keeping secrets from them. And I want them to understand how important it is uh, for them also to be transparent with me and feel like that this success is their success as well as it is the success of the company. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And when you have that kind of an environment, people um, don't want to disappoint not just you 
but each other. And you, and it goes both ways. You don't want to disappoint them. They don't want to disappoint you. And they don't want to disappoint each other. And when you got that kind of thing going, boy, that's magic. Yeah, it's been amazing. I mean, I am so grateful for everyone in my life and all the people that I get to work with, regardless if it's my client or if it's a coworker um, or even even another consulting firm. I, I feel like that they're there's plenty of work for everyone and you don't need it all and you don't need to take over the world and you get what you need the universe gives that to you and that's what has happened to us so far and so we're willing to you know bend over backwards for even a, a competitor because um, that competitor is a friend of mine and I want to see them be successful as much as I want to be successful <clears throat> That's a great attitude. So, in uh, in closing, I, I, I neglected to ask you, um, what are your service lines? So we have uh, real estate, which is leasing and permitting, project management, uh, architectural engineering, structural engineering, uh, geotechnical, environmental services, construction management, and just recently added general contracting services so we are uh, full turnkey we've worked on everything from mods to new site builds to DAS uh, small cell deployment property management mm. anything uh, really that comes our way we're always excited to take it even if we look at the numbers it's not always uh, a project where their profit margins are high but nonetheless, we have the opportunity to work with a client maybe that we haven't before. Um, and we know that in doing so that we're going to build a long lasting relationship and that may grow into other projects that are more profitable. Yeah, that's great. So, um, hey, I, 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 I kind of apologize for busting in on you and, and, and doing this. Um, this has been really fantastic. And again, I was super blown away by, and I hate to be repetitive, but it's still sticking with me. It's not just the P it's the whole package of walking this off. It's a non, it's a nondescript building. It could be anything. It could be a print shop. It could be, you know, somebody who, who's manufacturing widgets, but then you walk inside, you not only feel the vibe from the way the place is sort of laid out and decorated, but the employees, and I really commend you on what you've built. And I know this is a really challenging time in the industry. I call it a lull, not a hump, where you got to kind of be really creative and 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 keep things really rolling until the next, what you call it, um, next opportunity, the next incline opportunity. But um, so impressed, and I really appreciate you taking the time um, to uh, talk to me because. Um, it's just nice to see somebody doing well in this industry and and still loving it. Well, I'd like to say thank you so much for giving me this opportunity. And I am always shocked if someone knows who I am because I am still humbled uh, by the entire experience and uh, not having the expectation. You know, my mother always said that if your expectations are low, then you're always pleasantly surprised when things work out 
And so I'm continuous, continuously surprised that uh, the people that I meet and the opportunities that I get and uh, and am very humbled by the entire experience. And so the fact that you would take the time to spend the afternoon with me and ask me to do this, um, I'm grateful for that and grateful for knowing you. And uh, thank you to Pioneer Group uh, for introducing you know me to you and thank you to the people who have um, helped me along the way and continue to help me along the way and the list is so long that I couldn't even imagine where to begin to try to list the people that have believed in me even when I didn't believe in myself. That's very, that's very nice and um, I, you're exceedingly um, successful but you're also su exceedingly humble and I think that's rare and um, I feel it when we talked even before we started recording that you feel that way about the people that that have helped you along the way and and sometimes people in your position sometimes forget and I, I don't think you ever will you I feel it when we when I look at you you know that you that you that you that you're it's in your heart so anyway um thanks again julie um i'm glad i, I i'm glad i dropped in um you said you wanted to do it in person and i'm glad you forced me to do it uh to be honest with you uh i know well that's who you are i think you're a uh you're a very connected you're a connector in the in the in the in the in-person sense while a lot of us through COVID have leaned on zoom and stuff you want to go old school and talk in person yes i mean i facetime when i call people because i like to see their face and i want to look them in the eyes and i feel like that we're all uh we all have this energy and it's it's difficult to experience that energy that a person brings if you're not um, at least able to look at them or be in the same space as them. Right. And I, that's the reason why I pushed about it for it to be in person is because I just felt like if I was talking over the phone or talking into a mic, that it would be um, less sincere. And I wanted uh, this opportunity to be real for both of us. Thanks. Well, it's been, it's, it's encouraged me to do more of them in person, actually. So, all right, Julie, thanks again. And with that, everyone, as I always sign off, thank you very much. If you need, if you want to, um, if you want to get notified automatically about the podcast, subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and be safe out there. Thanks everyone. Bye. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you back here in two weeks. Until then, for more information, visit calwa.org. That's www.calwa.org.